This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Get my headphones situated. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we're back. We're back. Well, they don't realize that we've been gone. Right. For for listeners, it's been I, still an episode of Reek, but we've started batch recording. But this is a podcast about authenticity. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. So, so for we us, are back. we haven't recorded in a month. <laughs> We're very happy to be here. We actually, by chance, are recording in LA today. Yes. We were in LA for business this week, a bunch of different meetings that we have and stuff we have going on. It is fucking pouring rain here and if you're watching the youtube you'll see we have a different background oh and we're in comfy cozy blankets yes. but it apparently never rains in la everyone here seems shocked that it's raining do you think we brought the rain with we brought us? the rain with us people are shocked last night we're at dinner <laughs> and we're like sitting in this like half in half out restaurant and it starts pouring rain yeah. during the dinner and they they didn't know what to do and 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 they came. <laughs> they brought us free drinks. They came over to us, very apologetic. We were like, "No problem. We're used. You, we're yes. used to this." Everyone else was freaking out. Yes. So we're lucky because we're going to talk today a little bit about boundaries around the holidays, and we are right. So today is December fourteenth. Right. Getting ready for the holidays. Well, I mean, if you're Jewish, the holidays have already started, or they passed. Or they passed. I got nothing. You got nothing. No, nothing for Hanukkah. Those, we those did eight for crazy Hanukkah nights, bro. Nothing. <laughs> we did nothing. But when we say the holidays, what we basically mean is family. Family. Parties, Being around right? family. Being around because, family. Yep. I mean, and I think, you know, Thanksgiving was like another. Yes. Well, that's the start. That's what I mean. And by chance, Hanukkah happened to be like near Thanksgiving this year as opposed to Christmas. Right. right? I also so think there's just a lot of pressure around the holidays to like be around family and to even have like friends you know get togethers or like holiday parties there's like a lot of pressure there's a lot happening yes and I feel like last year there it was a little bit easier because of COVID right I mean that that was your boundary right so for us (laughs) last year we weren't doing anything on the holidays so it made it that was like it was sort of you know a get out of jail free card this year and now like things are going back to normal i'm even wondering like all these variants. why can't we use that every year for like the rest of time well, we can but <laughs> let's talk about what if you don't want to lie although you can always lie but what if you don't want to lie when it comes to setting boundaries right. and we got a really really good listener question and scenario that we're actually going to usually we do Dear Evan Jen at the end of the episode. Today we're going to do it at the beginning of the episode because this question was the inspiration for the episode today. So, drum roll. I think that's that exactly what good. a drum sounds like, actually. <laughs> that was not <laughs> I don't know what okay. kind of drum you're playing. <laughs> Dear Emma Jen, I had a baby eight months ago and I'm struggling with the new dynamic that means that means for not only my nuclear family, but my in-laws as well. Boundaries with my in-laws have been an uphill battle for about 10 years, and while we're not in a perfect place, we've come a long way. PSA, my husband comes from a family where togetherness and constant contact equals love, where my family dynamic is not that way. My main issue here is my husband thinking I'm controlling and essentially shooing me away when his mother is around. His rationale is I can go do my own thing, errands, relax, exercise because she's there. I've told him that just because a grandparent is present doesn't mean we stop parenting our son. It's not a direct substitute. This has been going on for months. 
I should also add in that I highly dislike my mother-in-law. <laughs> so, so perhaps this is especially triggering for me. That makes sense. Yeah. There's also something so stinging about a woman being called controlling. Mm. Anyway, I don't really know how to navigate this dynamic. I'm feeling unseen and I'm already up against the pedestal my husband has his mother on. Mm. Any wisdom or communication tools would be greatly appreciated. Maybe a prayer as well. <laughs> Basically an atheist over here. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So one, let's talk about the very real pain this person is. And I think one of the things that we talk about boundaries, yes, they're to protect ourselves and they're to take care of ourselves. But also it was an incredibly painful situation. Mm. And this person sounds like they're in a lot of pain. I love my partner. We have grown leaps and bounds. We have tried so hard. And still it is an uphill battle. This is still so exhausting. You know, I I think too we spend our whole lives navigating boundaries with our nuclear family or like the family dynamics we grew up in and we enter into another family and you have to do all of that learning and growing in an environment where like now you're an adult right and like you're you have completely different family dynamics that you're going into um and and I don't think anyone really preps us for the fact that we it's like a it's such a growing experience and such a learning experience to be part of a completely different family that has new family rules, right? Like mm-hmm. different boundaries. And so everything that we have grown up with, developing all of the boundaries that we've developed to protect ourselves, to um, create like natural relationships in our family are now challenged. Well, and I think it's this thing that like relationships take a lot of time. Yes. But the other thing is like there's a there's often, not for everyone, but often in our family of origin, there's some type of emotional safety. I know that it is unconditional love I receive. I know that these people do love me, so I'm able to give them the benefit of the doubt. We don't feel like that with our in-laws. When I feel not liked by my in-laws, when I feel like people, you know what I mean? Like that is really hard. Because it hurts. And it also feels like riskier in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like with with our, the family we grew up in, right? We're like, oh, you know, like they're not going anywhere. I can like set these boundaries yeah. or I, obviously depending on the family. Um, but with it, it, like the relationship feels a little bit riskier because we don't have that attachment, that bond yet with them. That is something that takes a really long time. Well, and we also live in the 21st century where there's divorce. Right. Right? So, like, it isn't necessarily for life. I think a lot of people have this thing that, like, hey, if something changed between me and my partner, these people would be out. Right. And also, does my relationship with the family affect my relationship with my partner? Right? So, like, if... If your attachment wounds are being brought up in your relationship with your partner, they might be being brought up in your relationship with your your in-laws as well. Yes. Well, and I think this other thing is like, hey, what if me and my partner get along super, super well when it's the two of us and we we they're talking about parenting their son and it's great. And then when his mom gets brought into the mix, all of a sudden he's acting different towards me. Right. And he is, well, she said ideal, no, pedestal. She, she said pedestal, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's my mom, his mother's put up on a pedestal. And so when you feel like that, you also feel like I'm so small. Yeah. When you're making someone else so big, I think you can also feel like your partner's making you so small. Okay. Also, I think too, you know, when you, and I've had this experience with my husband where like you, 
you just grow up so used to your family dynamics that you don't really realize what they're like. And then you bring another person into it and they're like, uh, do you notice like all these things about your family? And you're like, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. And then, and then when your partner brings it up, you get more reactive to it. You're, you're defensive. You're like defensive. Your yeah. You want to protect them. Right. You want to like protect and you want to protect this image that you built around your family for so well, long. And some of us come from families that have family rules of like not upsetting the mother. Right. Not, you know what I mean? Like not right. Like and it's like you're challenging those rules. Exactly. Right. So you enter into the situation where you have a whole new set of rules. You don't fully know those because they're often unconscious and not spoken. And so you keep getting it wrong. As opposed to if you came into a family and the first day someone says, we'll be really clear. We don't ever say shit about mom. That's the number one rule. <laughs> If you could do that, you're accepted, you're welcome, very nice. And then it'd be like, all right, great, here I am. <laughs> but like no one does no that. No one tells you that. No one does that. Right. Well, there maybe should you be should. there should be rule books. For Here's our every family, family rules. rules. Yes. Right or wrong. Here here are the rules. Yes. But that also, we grew up in. And the hard part is that even if somebody said that to you, you'd be like, but why? In my family, I'm allowed to say negative things about my mom. Right. Like I'm that doesn't make sense to me. Rules. Yep. Also, is that connection in your family, right? Like we challenge each other and that's the way that we connect with each other. Where in another family, you're challenging them, that might be disconnection. Yes. Right? So like the family rules are sometimes flipped on their heads completely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have no idea. So then you start to feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like I'm really losing my mind. Mm. I don't understand. Me and my partner are so goddamn good when it's the two of us. And then we bring one little thing into the mix and it is a complete disaster. And it takes time to go from the connection in the family you grew up in to creating a boundary around your relationship. Yeah. Right? That's that's separate from your family of origin. Well, and I also think about like developmental stages. Let me just say something real quick. Yes. This cold brew is really kicking in for us. <laughs> we are just. I took a sh- this morning. I was like, hey, you want to take shots? <laughs> but it was just of cold brew. Because we actually don't drink very much. And that we did. <laughs> and we did drink coffee. I could never have enough coffee. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's just Wait, we were on a fucking roll. We were really on a full. The other thing I have to say is one of the funniest parts about being on the West Coast is, is one very different from the East Coast, mainly being that very few people have dairy here. And Jen <laughs> loves whole milk. It loves half and half. And she loves her dairy. Love and she loves you her full fat Honestly, and my delicious. coffee is mostly cream. <laughs> And when Jen orders whole milk here, people, it, you, people pe- gasp. You could hear a pin drop. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. I'm sorry. I'm not allowed on the West Coast. I kept saying like, oh, I really want to move to the West Coast. And they keep they keep giving me reasons. And by that, I mean Nikki and Emily keep giving me reasons not to move here. And I think one of them is the fact that there are gasps when I order whole milk. You might want to be on the West Coast, but I don't know if the West Coast wants you. <laughs> and your whole and that's what we call rejection. <laughs> that's what we call displacement. Okay, wait. But so the, the other thing we have to think about is, I'm really thinking a lot about the launching stage, mm. right? So we have these developmental stages of life. And so like a lot of times we have like, right, there's certain stages where you are closer in your family unit and certain stages where you're farther away, right? When a new family comes into, when, I'm sorry, when a new family, when a new baby comes into a family, the family comes close together. When someone goes off to college, family expands a little bit more, right? So think about, I like to imagine like an accordion where like diff- throughout these different life stages, we come together, it gets closer, it pulls apart a little bit. You're still connected through those accordion things, but it's sort of about closeness. And I think 
when the new baby comes in, you think, oh, we're going to be so close. And probably you and maybe your parents are, but you weren't necessarily prepared for that closeness of your in-laws. You didn't exactly sign up for that consciously. It also makes me think of the fact that people bring all of their expectations into a situation, right? So like you're processing being a new mother and like all that comes with that, right? Where they might be going through a transition of like, I'm grandma now and what does that look like, right? And so everyone's bringing their own expectations about what their roles are now. And so you're once again navigating these new family dynamics that are being brought into the mix because you had a kid. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, and this is, I mean, I, I'm assuming first child. Because it sounds like it. Because it's a lot to navigate mm-hmm. and makes mm-hmm. it really, really difficult. Well, and I think this other thing that her partner is really trying to do in this situation is the feeling of like, okay, well, my mom's here, so you go out and you go take care of yourself and you get yourself Karen. But this Karen. gesture that sounds like it's supposed to be really Karen, self Karen. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who's Karen? <laughs> Maybe it's her. I do not know. But so he's doing this really, really beautiful gesture right. of I watch take care of yourself, but it does not feel like that to her. Right. Right? What do you think it actually feels like to her? Controlling? I'm reading it around. I mean, I don't know. I can't assume what the, what this lady okay. is feeling. I my my assumption, because I will make an assumption here, <laughs> um, because that's we, we have to sometimes in these Q and A's. We don't have all the information. It sort of sounds like it feels did. like rejection. Reject- right? When her husband says to her, "My mom's here, so you go do your self care and you go work out and you go go to the grocery store, do whatever you need to take care of yourself." It doesn't feel good and loving. Or her. is it like invalidating in yeah. a way, right? Where it's no, I'm like really upset about this or I, I need to be a part of this. And he's like, well, you just go go take care of yourself, yeah. right? She, she mentioned shooing away. Yes, shooing. Shooing. Right, so, so it's like that, that like, feel? or like I need to like, like almost um, make sure that this doesn't blow up or mm-hmm. make sure that the, like trying to appease the situation or um, keep it from turning into some sort of conflict in some way. So it's like, why don't you just go like do something? Yeah, like go take care of yourself. Like, yeah. You know, making sure, trying to keep the peace. Yes. Right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Right? Really. And I think the number one thing we always talk about a lot is it's really easy. You know, like it's like no problem having conflict in your marriage, but then you avoid conflict in your family of origin for some of us. Right? So like I think Terry Real talks about talked about it a whole bunch on one of the episodes of like, you know, you're fine fighting with your wife, but you won't say one little thing to your mother. And I think that can feel like that peacekeeping can feel so hurtful and also make you feel very small. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, to be able to say, like, you know, it sounds like for this woman, she's expecting, like, I need to be the one to say something, mm-hmm. right? If my husband's not going to say, yeah. say something or that well, I need to be the one to set these boundaries. We are so excited to share our newest sponsor with you all, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box full of amazing stuff. It was literally like I was opening a present going through it. Seeing what was inside and trying everything was just so thrilling. In my Hungry Root box was chicken salad, veggies, dumplings, shakes, cookies, and so much more. My favorite thing I tried was the drumroll donuts. I highly recommend them. The ordering process could 
not have been more simple. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much more. Hungry Root has made my daily meal prep so much easier. The mental load of grocery shopping is exhausting, and Hungry Root gives me back that mental energy. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. When bloggers or influencers post their outfit links, nine times out of 10, I click on it and immediately exit because the price is bananas. It wasn't until recently that I clicked on something expecting it to be the usual out of my price range sweater and it was under $60 at Quince. Quince has become my ultimate destination for luxury essentials that won't break the bank. Let me tell you about some of the gems I found at Quince. From their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50 to their washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices that are truly within reach. And here's the best part. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Yes, you heard that right. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us. I recently got my hands on one of their washable silk tops, and let me tell you, it has become a staple in my wardrobe. Not only is it incredibly versatile, I've worn it to work, out with friends, and even dressed it up for a date night, but the quality is unmatched. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365 and 65 day returns quince.com slash shrink chicks and i think husband comes in and there's usually someone who like manage tries to manage the emotions the manager right mm-hmm. that's the part of themselves right so he comes in as the manager and he was like oh no no i can please mom this way and i can also give you your time and i can control this but we cannot control other people and we cannot control the relationship dynamics of other people right so by him always being the link i think what would it be like for him that triangulation to be taken out a little bit and for her to have a direct conversation but i think we are so uncomfortable i mean how many people are so uncomfortable talking to their in-laws oh my god right i turn into like a different person (laughs) okay who who are you with your in-laws oh (laughs) i just feel like i i turn into someone who has like no personality and is like very polite okay you know a huge personality do I? Yes. Nice. But not with your in-laws. No, I feel like I can't... Be yourself? Be Really be myself. Do you What's, feel like why? you What's can the fear? be yourself? Absolutely not. In-laws? I know yeah. I cannot. Um, I mean, have you met me? Myself is... You know, I'm not... I'm not for everyone. I'm not really sure. I think it's something just naturally happens, like, in the presence of... And I kind of feel like I've always felt this way with, like, people's... Kind of this idea of you have to have this respect or this, you know, to be able to 
really be myself, to curse, to say whatever comes to mind, to... But is that also, like, really wanting... I really see that as also, like, wanting them to like you. Like, I really uh, like want your approval, so I'm going to mute yes, myself. 100%. Okay. So I think that very much you get shut down. And I'm thinking for this person, right? Think about that in the context of being a new mother, where, like... The it's already um, fucking up your self-identity. Exactly. And so it's already fucking up your self-identity. You're reforming who you are and what that looks like in this context. And on top of that, having this like, okay, I can't really be myself around this person, making it like there's just so many barriers to being able to set those boundaries. And so, you know, at some point, we're like really talking through this a lot. But but giving really concrete examples about what what can you say? How do you approach this? Because I think having concrete examples like almost gives you this armor of being able to go into the situation and be able to set these boundaries. And it doesn't even have to be this big conversation, yeah. right? It can be these small ways that you're setting boundaries. Well, I think that the harder part is it often ends up being the big conversation because we don't set the smaller boundaries, right? If we right, had, like it's like so much emotion yes. has built up in you because you haven't been talking about it. And then there's like this huge fight and it's like all of a sudden we're getting divorced. But like we didn't have to like get this far. Right. Not that I do this in my personal relationship. No, or no. This doesn't sound like anything I would ever no, do. No, definitely not. <laughs> also, I think the pro- like a, something that happens that, you know, when we don't have those conversations and it builds up and builds up, it trickles into your relation, into your mm-hmm. marriage. Okay, so, okay, do you want me to talk about my current family situation? Okay, so the reason this also came up around the holidays is, like, so my husband and I recently had a fight. We'll call it a fight, conflict, over our holiday plans. One of those being that when my family lives much closer to us, just, like, geographically, than his does. Yes, right? So... Um, around holidays, we typically go for Christmas and spend it with his family. We don't get to see him as much. All the cousins are there. So much fun. Love his cousins. We have such a great relationship. It's hard. One, it's a long drive on Christmas. But for us specifically is that many people, a bunch of people in his family are not vaccinated. And that's a problem for me with my child. Mm-hmm. If it was just me, it would be one thing. But I am, we're, we're, I would say we're pretty COVID cautious when it comes to our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, And that has been quite a fight in my marriage because it feels like, well, if people in my family weren't vaccinated, this would be like a little bit different and you would also feel the same way, but because it's your family, right? So we get into these like very specific push and pull of a conflict Mm -hmm. in a marriage and, you know, it ends up, we end up actually paying, we paid for everyone to get um, home fucking COVID test to take the morning of. That's a boundary. Right? Because they're not vaccinated. Like, this is the bad you have to set. But, like, you know, it's still a compromise within our marriage. And it's still, like, what happens when there's still some anger? Yeah. Unresolved feelings, right? So, like, we came to an agreement. It was the best sort of agree-to-disagree situation that we could come with. But it doesn't mean there's still not feelings around it. Of course. Because it's never really a perfect solution. I think that's what people, the, the tough thing is that people are looking for like this perfect solution yes. where we like come to this harmonious joint And that's where the conversation, is. but that's where like. Sometimes it's not so pretty. Not so pretty. And it's, it, that's where compromise comes in. That's yeah. where. I mean, my perfect solution would be his family got vaccinated. Right. Is that going to happen? <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's the piece. not happening. And that's the piece of like, you cannot control other people. Yes. Exactly. And to, to create a boundary around your relationship to yeah. be able to say, okay, how are we going to handle this together? But it is not easy. No, it's not. And I think this really, the thing that we don't talk about is what happens when you 
come to some type of solution, but it doesn't feel pretty and perfect. It still actually feels pretty uncomfortable. And then there's still feelings there. Right. And then it, we want it to right, all it, like, be builds up, right? Are you building up this resentment? Yes. Are you, and does it come up in other fights in your yes. marriage? So what happens when I, right? So we'll take the example of this person again. Yeah. What happens when I agree? Okay, well, your mother comes home every Thursday. Your, your, your mother comes in every Thursday night. That's when I go do my volleyball practice. And then when you want more, I'm sort of in my head holding it against you. Right. Well, what, what do you mean? Your mother comes on Thursdays. I thought we already figured this solution out. Okay. Also, I wanted to say something about this because I know that in this, Dear Em and Jen, you said, I highly dislike my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, I wish you were here so we could ask you questions, right? Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Um, we should do that one time. I know. If you have a very good Dear Em and Jen. Maybe you'll get on the podcast. We should bring you in. So, but I'm wondering, like, what is it about mother-in-law that you don't like? Like, to, to look internally and yeah. say, what does it bring then, up for you? And then are there times that your mother-in-law does do helpful stuff, but you discount the positive, right? If right. I've already decided I don't like someone... What am I saying, right? Then like confirmation bias. It's confirmation bias, right? Right. That every little thing that, you know, his mother does is automatically against you as opposed to like her just being a human and doing something. Also, the cyclical nature of that, right? So if you're expecting her to do something that's triggering for you or something that brings something up for you where you're like, oh God, I really don't like her. And your reaction to that, right, Mm. affects her reaction back to you. It creates the cyclical nature in your relationship where you're not building on your relationship with each other. And so to look at, just as I'm saying, what are the things that might be really helpful with her coming? Yeah. Is there a way to build a relationship between the two of you mm-hmm. just as human beings, right? Not as mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. How can you, is there anything that you can pick, you know, poke to? You're both mothers, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything, even if you have different parenting styles, there's boundaries you need to set there. What are the ways in which you can maybe connect, if that's possible? Once again, we don't have you here, and I would love to ask you questions about that. Skeptical about custom beauty? I get it. My feet is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising to fix my fine lines and thinning hair, but when pro says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to your age, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. They asked me about my hair loss being genetic in my family, how long it takes for my hair to get oily after a wash, what products and tools I use to style my hair, and even my zip code to understand how the water hardness, UV index, and cold dry winter in Philly might be impacting me. Next, they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order. Nothing pre-mixed, nothing off the shelf. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed my hair is so much softer, shinier, and fuller. I keep getting asked if I got a blowout from the salon. But don't just take my word for it. In a third-party double-bind dermatologist-supervised clinical controlled study, aka the gold standard in research studies, 
pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash shrinkchicks. Say goodbye to the cheap razor era, my friends. It's time to treat your body to the premium shave it deserves with Athena Club. Em and I just got back from an amazing trip to the Caribbean to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our practice, the therapy group. And in haste of packing, because yours truly is a packing procrastinator, I forgot my Athena Club razor at home and had to resort to using a subpar flimsy razor that left my skin feeling anything but smooth, a mistake I will never make again. The Athena Club hype is real. The shave is seriously the smoothest I've ever experienced, and that is especially evident after having to use another razor in its absence. Aside from the amazing smoothest, let me tell you why Athena Club's razor kit is a must-have in your self-care routine. First off, can we talk about the price? At just $10, it's an absolute steal. But don't let the price fool you. This razor packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle and two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. Plus, with the included magnetic hook, storage is a breeze. No more dealing with gooby blades or unexpected midnight shower crashing sound surprises. And the quality of the shave is top notch. Those five precision engineered blades glide effortlessly, leaving you a silky smooth skin every time. Plus, the water activated serum and built in skin guards ensure a comfortable irritation free shave. Are you ready to upgrade your shaving experience? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award winning razor and body products and get 20% off your first purchase with code shrinkchicks at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. I want to pivot to one other thing. Okay. I want to pivot a little bit to expectations because I feel like this comes up whether it's a new baby or the holidays or any other life events. Weddings are a huge one, right? Like these big life events where we have a very specific expectation of what it's going to look like. So the holidays, it's going to be perfect. We're going to wear our matching Christmas jammies. We're going to do the dreidel together. We're going to light the Kwanzaa candles, right? Like we have these expectations about how lovely and beautiful it's going to be. And then when that doesn't happen, it is like a huge fall back to reality. And let me just say, I would say for the most part, that probably does not happen. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and, and I think that I think so much has fucked us up in expectations, right? Mm-hmm. That that during the holidays, we're all going to come together. It's going to be this beautiful moment. And it's going to snow outside and we're going to take a picture. And we're going to have yeah. a snowball. I don't know. Is that an expectation people have? Like a snowball fight? On Christmas. Yeah. That was global warming. Okay. It's not. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> Fair. Um, but but I think that this idea, like you really have to check your expectations there to yeah. say, what is my expectation of this? Yeah. Well, the same thing, right? So like, oh, I'm going to bring this baby home and we're going to have this amazing relationship and everything's going to go good. And like, they're going to honor me that I'm a mother now and respect me more, right? Like, I think that there is a part of you, I don't know, I felt this was that like, once I brought a baby and like, I, I, in my head, I thought it was going to give me more value to my in-laws. Did it? Nah. <laughs> I don't think. But I think there's a part of you that maybe thinks that, right? right. Like, 
Oh, or now I have a baby, they're going to be nicer to me or something. This is another way to connect. Just as, yes. right? Like, this is a way I can connect. Yeah, but that often doesn't happen. Right. So, and then there's this other part, I think, where you had this whole life before your partner. Unless you grew up next door to your, like, you know, spouse, you probably had an entire life before you met them. An entire life of holidays and ways that the family dynamic looked. And so then all of a sudden you have to split these things. Oh, but I love Christmas with my family. And now we have to go to yours and it's different and I don't feel as comfortable there. Mm. That can be really sad. Like, I think there's also some grief in this. Yeah, because I, you know, when you grow up with certain traditions in your family, and there, if you think about traditions in general, they give you a sense of like grounding and safety, right? This is what I do every year with my family. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you get into a relationship, there's other traditions involved. There's someone else who's coming into the relationship who says, no, like I have these traditions, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's another thing no one preps you for is the fact that like that's going to change. Yeah. As, and, and it should, you should be able to allow that to change in order to make room for someone else in your life. And that that's important to be able to be flexible with that. The rigidity of, I need this tradition to be exactly the same. Because also when you get into, you know, you're creating a new family, to create new traditions together. What do our traditions look like, right? Like how do we create a sense of safety and grounding during the holidays? Um, A time in which maybe our expectations are high and we're often disappointed. Um, To be able to allow yourselves to create those traditions together. So maybe we say, okay, You know, I really liked doing, you know, making breakfast with my family Mm -hmm. uh, during the holidays. And your partner says, well, I really liked, you know, I'm going to snowball fights. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck do people do during Christmas? Uh, (laughs) um, Watch holiday movies. Holiday movies. Perfect. Um, And so how do you bring those two together, right? Do we make breakfast while we watch holiday movies? Do we do something completely different? Okay, like here's like an example, right? So from like my like family's Christmas versus my husband's. So my family Christmas, all the kids open presents at once. It's a shit show. It's a disaster. But whatever. It's the way they roll with it. That's just how it is, okay? My husband's family, one person opens a present at a time. Everyone watches that person and they move on to the next one. And it's done in order. That would make me very uncomfortable. It is incredibly anxiety producing for me to everyone to be watching me and like watching my reaction. What, what's your reaction typically look like? It's typically muted. I mean, it's typically very polite and very nice. Like I don't even have time to process. You know right. what I mean? Like it feels too. Like, yes. It's everyone's looking at you. Yeah. I mean, also like I'm very sure my father-in-law has given me um, a hat and gloves every single year, probably for the past decade. He wants you to be warm. I think so. <laughs> I think he's also like, I don't fucking know about this girl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So, so it's like really hard, right? So like for me, where I think my husband at my family is like, oh my God, like this is so chaotic. chaotic. Yeah. Where for me, I'm like, where's all the chaos at his? Like, I'm like, this is so slow and like so quiet. And like, that's sort of like a pretty Does good anyone indicator. Clap? What? Does anyone clap when you open presents? No, thank God. That would be so clap. I don't know. Is that a thing? There's like seven people there. I am sure that there's there's families where you open a present. No, I think usually. Yay. Right? And and then I also feel like as a mother, (laughs) I feel like this like stress of like how is Millie going to react, right? Because like for the most part, she's into it. But like sometimes she opens like one present like at her birthday or something. She'll open one thing she's like obsessed with and like that's all she really wants. I think that which is very natural. Yes, which is natural. But like I can feel this anxiety of like, is she thanking them enough? Or is she, you know what I mean? Like, and like, I don't like that. Like that can feel very, very overwhelming for me. Also, like, let's say 
okay, Millie likes focuses on one gift, right? And someone else got her a different gift that she doesn't really care about. If that person's offended by your three-year-old not but liking that gift. I know. Okay. And so then you should just be like, oh, that's about them, not about me. But man, that's hard when it's your in-laws. Yeah. And you want them to like you and stuff. Like, it's one thing to like logically say to yourself, you know what I mean? Like, that's about them. That's not about me. Do my deep breathing. Right. And it's like very different when you're like activated. Absolutely. And, and right. already yes. so anxious about the situation. Of course, yeah. right? So like, it's so, all everything is like much easier said than done. Oh, everything we say. Yes, everything that we say, right? Like, and it's like, and it's very nuanced. There's no point like, in listening to this so, podcast right, yeah. in general. Yes. So I think it comes to this very difficult thing about like, what are your expectations around this holiday? And then what are the boundaries you set with yourself and other people, right? A boundary I have to set with myself around the holidays is that like, I have to be able to be like a little bit more flexible and adaptable than like some of my rigid stuff. Do you have to, how do you prep yourself for that? So one of those is like a lot of internal self-talk, which is like really my biggest thing that I do, which is like, I'm talking to myself almost all the time of like, okay, you cannot control a three-year-old. You cannot control other people around you. Whatever is going to happen here and it's going to happen. So like, that's me like managing my expectations Mm -hmm. is also like really like pulling myself down. You have a long ass car ride to do that. I have a long ass car ride. (laughs) Six fucking hours. Really long to my to do that. See, yes. for the holidays for me, I mean, obviously, I don't have to split them, which yes. is very helpful, and I have no expectations. That's a great reason to marry someone from a different religion. Very, very helpful. <laughs> um, except my husband has to go to every Jewish holiday, and there are a lot. So of many. Them. There's, There's so many. Yes. Done. Um, no, but all we do is play games. We play games the whole time. That sounds kind of really nice. It's really nice. because It also sounds less stressful because you're, you're like... You're, you're playing a game. The game they, is triangulated in. Exactly. The game is the way you diffuse it's it. It's really, really helpful. So if you need something to triangulate, you bring a game. You bring Why don't you bring a game with you? I know that's hard with a three-year-old though because like she can't fucking play Settlers right. of Catan. Right. What do you is want that, to do? Is that <laughs> the first game that came to mind? <laughs> I feel like maybe there might be other options. Maybe a card game. Right. So you're right, right? Okay, so there's an idea. Like, what do I want to do? Is this year, do I bring Monopoly with us and offer to play Monopoly after Ugh. dinner when that's sometimes... I'm sorry. I know, Monopoly sucks. Listen, I know. It was it an example. So- you said snowballs. Relax. <laughs> I don't fucking know what people was happening. <laughs> what happens on Christmas? People throw snowballs at each other now? it's not in pennsylvania it's like still hot because of climate change okay but so what are those things like what we're sort of talking about though is like how do you prep yourself internally and externally right are there certain things i need to do to take care of myself and also maybe certain things i need to bring with me to be highly aware so like okay so going back to the game thing right (laughs) so like my my husband's family is so into games but he he has been dying to like bring games into my family Right? And it's so just like not he? something we do. Have you tried? Now, so now he has brought games into our family. And how does it go? It goes great. Who doesn't love a game? Except for Monopoly. <laughs> well, what's game? Okay, could you give some people some advice? People so, listening? okay. So Outburst, phenomenal game. Okay. It's on your phone. It's like a catchphrase. Yes. Great. You pass it around. It's really fun, really funny, hilarious when you're in different generations. Okay. Maybe take out some of the dirty words. Great, great. Um, really good option. Uh, heads up, also really good option. These are all oh, games on your phone. Yes. You have to bring a uh, a big bring a board game with you. Taboo, 
Great game. I have them all. There we go. Maybe uh, we'll do Jen's holiday list of games. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. First one, snowball fight. <laughs> Number one. Yes. Have a snowball fight. No, so, but I think, yeah. but that's an example of like, there's a tradition that he has in his family. He goes to my family. Everyone's just like awkwardly talking about things mm-hmm. nonstop because like real uncomfortable with silence. And so he's like, why are we just playing games? Why do we have to have like conversations about nothing for so long? Yeah, great. And like, I'm like, that's just... a great idea. Well, I think there's also like, I, sort of what we're talking about is like, how do you have realistic idea about what this is going to look like? I think it's really easy for us to think, this Christmas is going to be so great and we're going to wear the matching stuff and bake the perfect cookies. But like, what if instead of, you know, like rose colored glasses, idealization, we look at stuff for what it is and say, how do I make it a little bit better? Not perfect, not wonderful, not spectacular. How do I be realistic and then detach from the expectations I put onto something? Beautiful. Also... I want to give con- concrete examples of how to set boundaries. Yes. Okay, let's do it. With family in-law, with, okay. with your yeah, yeah. in-laws. Because I you, think that Do you want to, should we role play? Yeah, let's Yeah, okay. Play. What would you like? Are you the mother-in-law or? Yeah, I'm, uh, no, no, no. I think I'm the boundary. You, okay. You be wild. Yeah. I'll be wild. Yeah. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Did you get that in your system? <laughs> yes. That okay. Okay. Um. Emily, uh, actually, you shouldn't parent this way. You should actually, you know, take him outside or do this. Like, I think it'd be much better for him if you did this, this, and this. Thank you so much for that input. And this is what we are choosing to do as the parents here. Can I have a key to your house? Because I want to come over on Thursday and uh, bake you something. That is so sweet to offer. We would always welcome baked goods in our home we're not giving out keys to our houses right now but you can definitely shoot me a text when you drop it off um i'm gonna give you a call on saturday because i really want to talk to you for like a few hours about something that's happening in my life you know right now i don't have a few offers a few hours to offer but i do have about 20 minutes on sunday around noon would that work for you that sounds amazing. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'll call you then. <laughs> um, but something that's really good in that is that you were checking your reactivity, yes. right? We know this isn't an actual scenario. And yeah. This is much more difficult. But part of the reason we're saying, look at what triggers you or, or break, what does it bring? What does your mother-in-law bring up for you, mm-hmm. right? So that you are able to really hone in on, on your reactivity there and mm-hmm. be able to respond to these things without reacting. Yeah. And to be, something you were doing was acknowledging what your mother-in-law was mm-hmm. saying, right? Listen, I understand this is what you want. And then here's the boundary, mm-hmm. right? It's and a stroke, stroke, and a kick. Stroke, stroke, kick. And so, so often because we are, we are feeling very reactive, this is built up in us. It's mm-hmm. harder for us to manage the reactivity when the, our boundaries are being pushed. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, you know, if you listen to our episode with Dr. Lindsay, like she really talks about like, you don't have to do the stroke stroke. You can literally just do the kick. You can just say the no. And that's fucking awesome. If you were there yet, hell yeah, say your no, you cannot have a key to the house. That's wonderful. But sometimes you're not there and it's okay to have a little fluff around it for you to feel a little bit safer. But like, this is really whatever works for you. And that's it. And that's our episode. Hey, we won't see you next week. We are off for the 27th. No episode for December 27th. We will be back after that. 
We love you all. We have some great content coming up in the new year. 2022. Wow. Let's fucking do it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, send it to a friend, follow an Apple podcast. We really, really appreciate your five-star reviews and any of your reviews you can leave us really helps us with getting sponsors, with being charted, and just makes this a little bit better for us. Thank you for being here today. And don't forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself.